Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Jer Prendergast podcast with myself Jer. This week's podcast I have Troy coach Bjorn. Bjorn is, is my triathlon coach and he's a former professional triathlete and was the national series champion in 2011 at Olympic distance triathlon here in Ireland. Um, so Bjorn, thanks for coming in and talking with us today. Um, I'm really looking forward to talking about you know your background in triathlon as a professional and how you got into coaching and, and everything triathlon. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming along, bud. Thanks, Gerald. Thanks for having me and uh, excited for the for the podcast ahead. Good, good. Um, so if you want to just start with a bit of a background on yourself, Bjorn, I know you're by the accent people will tell you not a, a dub or from Ireland but if you want to just start telling us about uh, your background from South Africa and how you got into triathlon and, and then into coaching and things like that. So basically I was, uh, I was born and raised in South Africa so in South Africa it's a, it's a very outdoorsy kind of life where whatever you do it's outside because we have the weather and we're pretty lucky that way as mm. well. You know, so I was brought up in a way that whatever you were doing you were running and you were jumping and you were playing rugby and you were playing cricket you know, so I think that it's always going to be me actually being an athlete or a coach in some way. When I was smaller, I always wanted to be a teacher because I was surrounded by very good people. So my maths teacher in primary school was my rugby coach. You know, so mm. I found that that was a very, very good combination. Yeah. And through that, I said to my dad one day, listen, I want to be a, a teacher. You know, so growing up, you know, played rugby and crickets and stuff in South Africa and played provincial rugby and provincial crickets. At the age of 18, I was picked for the provincial rugby team in South Africa. And there's a big rugby festival in South Africa called the Craven Week, you know. So I was picked for that. But I, you know, as it happened, you know, I didn't get into the team for that, right. you know, for things out of my, out of my control. Mm. But that's where my parents thought about immigrating to Ireland. And then we moved over. So coming over to Ireland, I played a little bit of rugby in, in Barnhall Rugby Club in Maynooth, cool. in Selbridge. You know, and played a, a season there, and it was just, it wasn't cut out for me. It was just freezing and cold, yeah, and, yeah. you know, uh, I think I had, I had my, my time with rugby yeah, there, yeah. and then I played rugby all my life, and I was working at the NAC at the time um, as a pool attendant, and then became the lifeguard, and then started swimming up and down and stuff like that, and Dave Malone, a very good coach of mine, one mm. of my first coaches, he said, would I like to join the, the NAC swimming team? It was a very small team. Right. And when it started off, you know, a few a few guys there, and we started swimming and swimming up and down for a few years. So technically, I was a swimmer, you know. Only yeah. started really swimming at the age of eighteen, nineteen, you know. Wow. So I never really had any experience in swimming right. as such. So I never got a swimming teaching um, person telling me what to do in terms yeah. of where yeah, your hand yeah. would go and stuff like that, you know. So mm. I was pretty lucky that I had Dave there to to teach me the ropes. Okay. So I was swimming up and down for a few years and. I got my gym qualification and I started working as a personal trainer in the gym. So the one day there was a, a guy by the name of Brendan Kenny, um, a, a member of Wicklow Tri Club. Um, he said to me, suggested to me, would I not like to, to do a triathlon? So I said to myself, yeah, well, let's, let's have a look and see how it goes. So I bought myself a Track 1000. I think I paid 650 euros for it. Yeah. The cheapest bike there is, the heaviest bike that you can actually get. <laughs> You know, and I had the, the strap-on pedals thing. I didn't even have clip-in pedals. And I entered the race, and I did the race, and I finished sixth overall in the King of Greystones, a charity event, in my first ever triathlon. You know, I was happy. You know, I was, yeah. I was hooked after that. Yeah. You know? So, 
did my training and I thought I was doing the right thing and I raced under 23s in Ireland and I won the under 23 national championships and then through that I just took to it and I, and I did everything that I could possibly could do to be the best that I can be yeah you know because my, my dad always say whatever you do just do it 110 percent yeah you know don't waste time and don't waste money just just give it a go and I gave it a go and a few years down the line, you know, in 2011, I won the National Series Championships, the, the National Series in Triathlon Island. And I was basically a, a professional athlete, touring the world, racing for South Africa at the time. You know, going to Zimbabwe, going to America, going over to the UK, doing races there and stuff like that. And after a while, you know, it was, it's an expensive sport, you know, yeah, and it's, it's yeah. very difficult to be very good at that because you need a lot of money. You know, and I couldn't afford it anymore, mm. you know, mm. and I, I changed over to Ireland and I raced again and, you know, and I had to make the, the decision to, can I keep going on with this with maxed out credit cards, yeah, yeah. you know, and having loans and stuff like that. And I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. You know, financially, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it, you know. So uh, from there, I just slowly but surely got into the triathlon coaching because I was coaching people in any way as a gym instructor and a personal trainer, but I didn't really take it that serious at the time, you know, and... That's where my coaching really started. Yeah, you know, and that was probably 20, 2010, 2011, 2012, that kind of time. You know, so that's that's basically my background. Very good. I would have thought now you were swimming from a lot younger of an age, but you only started at eighteen, which is for the level of swimming swimmer you are is very impressive. Like, yeah, I think like I like I said in South Africa, you would. You would jump into rivers and I could mm. I could survive, you know, I was yeah. splashing around and I didn't even know how to breathe. I didn't even know that you were blowing bubbles on the yeah. water yeah. and no one told me where my hands and my legs should be doing. Yeah. You know, but um swimming up and down and, and, and jumping into the sea and my dad pulling me out a few times and I mm. almost actually drowned yeah. once, you know. Yeah. So um you learn a lot of things down the line yeah, in yeah. terms of just surviving and just enjoying the water, not being scared of it, you yeah. know, and taking it on. And just in relation, I know you're saying with the, it is very expensive, but it's more expensive probably at your level, you know, the, the bike, the top end bikes and stuff. But say for a beginner, I probably shouldn't put them off. Not at all. Like I said, you know, when I started triathlon, you know, I could, I had my swimming trunks and I had my goggles, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's not too expensive, but. My first ever try, my first ever bike was mm. a 650 euro Track 1000. Yeah, there was no carbon, all aluminium. It was it was a very very basic bike. And down the line, I actually just put on clip-on aero bars. Yeah, yeah. And at yeah. the time, I thought I was, as they call it in Ireland, the bee's knees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, it was it was great fun racing on that bike, and I yeah. I still have that bike. Yeah. You know, I so many years later, first. and I think it's it's back in the shed, all rusted up and yeah. stuff like that. I wouldn't be able to use it now, but I still have it because it, it has some connection to me and yeah, who I, what I am at the moment. Yeah, I still have my, my first one. Yeah. I think I got it in um, the old wheel works when it was the other side of Clondalk, and I think it might have been 2010 or 2011, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But I, I, I had it here, and I had a, a guy from the UK, one of the DECA organizers, Jim Page. You know, oh, yes, Jim? yeah. Good guy, he good was guy. out here two weeks ago. Uh, so he used that bike I brilliant cycle up the cabin <laughs> <laughs> he was in bits when he got back but uh, yeah look uh, you know still done the job you exactly, know done yeah. me for a couple of you, years you before need the I pedals you need the bike. wheels yeah that's yeah. it that's it no that's brilliant um, 
In relation to your, your coaching now, you've, I know you have a lot of clients like um, different levels, me being one of them, and you've, you have know, a lot of beginners and guys who are running like 14 minute, 15 minute 5Ks mm. as part of their triathlons and stuff, which is just insane. Like, um, obviously, you have different kind of um, programs and stuff for us all. Can you tell us a bit more about that and the different levels and how you approach training different levels of people? I think every person that comes to me or is a triathlete or any kind of athlete they would like to achieve whatever they want to achieve mm. so their goal their aims what they want and as a coach i'm the facilitator for them to get to that stage yeah to achieve their goals you know so in terms of athletes that i'm coaching i have from total beginners all the way to the elite level you know so i have a lot of people that as yourself, when you start a triathlon, you couldn't swim at all, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So doing very basic stuff, doing one length, single arm, getting comfortable with breathing, yeah. you know, breathing out underwater, breathing to the side, very, very basic. For them, just to be able to swim 25 meters is a big thing for them. So yeah. that's a goal for them. Yeah. And down the line, 25 times two, times three, times four, 200, 300, 400, whatever it may be, you know? in. In terms of biking as well, trying to do just a small little challenge, cycling around a block or yeah. going for a 2K run instead of doing a 2K walk run. Mm -hmm. For them to run for two kilometers is a big achievement. So looking at the different levels again from the, the beginner to the elite athlete, you know, when, when I was racing, I always wanted uh, a coach to be with me and coach me through whole, the whole process, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. having a group of athletes to train with. Yeah. But it wasn't there at the time when I was racing, you know. So what I what I'm looking for for the elite athletes is to give them well for everybody, every athlete that I do is to give them the best possible service I can probably I can provide. Yeah. You know, in terms of training, you know, like I said, everybody's different in the different time that they have. Yeah. You know, um, their weekly schedules. They work nights one week, days the other week. Some people work part time. Some people work full-time some mm -hmm. people don't work at all yeah you know but for me I need to to get the best out of what they could potentially do you know training program wise everybody's different everybody's unique yeah you know so one swim bike or run session that works for maybe you will not work for a different person yeah, another exactly, person yeah. because their background is totally different yeah maybe they come from a running background so I can't give them a a different uh, the same training session than if you are from a swimming background you know, so I have to adapt, I have to be a, a chameleon and, and change the way that I do my work to, for you to get the best out of you. Mm. you know, mm. So that's basically a little bit of information about that. See with um, the difference between having a coach and just say, you know, copy and pasting something off the internet, what would be your thoughts on that, say, in terms of, um, you know, anybody could just download something off the internet, but having that kind of accountability of having a coach what would you say about all, uh, what would you say about that really it's very easy to to download a, a mm. program online as in anyone it's, can it's do a, that exactly it's a it's a very cheap way of doing it but is there any kind of as you say accountability is there someone to talk to yeah can you go hey listen this run session or this bike session or this swim session i don't know how it works can yeah. you explain yeah there's no explanation through that yeah you know is that training program geared towards you as the person or the athlete no, mm. you know, so there's no one size fits all with yeah. anything or any training program in terms of swimming, biking, running, rugby, cricket, whatever you do, you know, so I think it's looking at that point, you know, you're getting the best for you mm. 
you know and a lot of a lot of coaches out there as well what they do is they do one program and a lot of people buy it yeah, and I can't yeah, do yeah. it and they predict times in races but I can't do that because yeah, yeah. for me it's all about the process yeah the process that you go through to achieve your goals mm. because if you if you do the processes right if you do your swimming and your biking and your running and your strength and conditioning and your recovery and all these things the goal will happen yeah you know I think with, with, with people you know they you know, they, they, they don't have the money to pay for a coach and they just, you know, see a program online saying, sure, I could do that myself, but they don't realise what you're actually paying for, you know, is is having that person to bounce back ideas off and to be accountable to, and that's what you're really paying for. It's not, you know, what's on a sheet. Exactly. It's having that person there, you know, and getting, um, you know, uh, information and um, your coach relaying you know how you're getting on and, and what you're doing wrong what you're doing right what you can do different and things like that that's yeah. what you're really paying for you know sometimes as, a, as an athlete you, you think you're doing the right thing but uh, if, if it comes down to a coach suggesting different things if you can see something from a different light mm. you know it may make sense down the line yeah. at the time it may not make sense and if you ask the, if you don't ask the question yeah it's it's difficult to really know yeah I think and even a person you know who like are fairly motivated um, and you know can get out and train themselves for the most part they'll, they'll look at the online thing and say right I can do that myself yes. but it'll only really get them so far like, of course, you know? of course. absolutely yeah. uh, and that's what I found when I, when I you know pre-coaching and when I signed up for myself I realised quickly you know what I'm actually paying for here like mm-hmm. you know um, so that was an eye opener for me as well um, no, that's brilliant um, do, I suppose we'll just move on um you know, talking there about you being my coach as well. Um, last year we went to uh, Eaton Dorney in the UK and we took on the, the Decca UK um, 2017 and we've done really well over there. So I'm interested, I know we, we've talked, you know, since then, of course, but I, I'm really interested in kind of your pers- perspective as a coach. I know you came over for the last few days there and for me that was that was just, that was brilliant. Like, um, And I'd just like to say on that as well, um, the kind of uh, the what's the word um, the level of calm you bring as a coach I, I know if you remember a certain, certain point one night <laughs> over there um, I was losing me shit a bit <laughs> and it was amazing for me to have you there because you're, yeah. you're just so uh, reassuring and calming as a coach Like, um, so just tell me a bit about um, your perspective on that event as a coach something of that scale so when you sent me the, the email saying that you would like to do a DECA Ironman, at the time I was kind of like, yeah, okay, let's have a look. But when I really did some research on it, you know, 10 Ironmans in 10 days, as they would say, the normal person wouldn't do something like mm-hmm. that, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm excited with challenges, you know. So when I did my research, I did go to you, I did send you an email saying, you know what, it's, what it is, yeah. you know, and from you saying that you wanted to do that, I got super excited. Yeah. You know, it's a new challenge. It's something that, that only one Irish person's ever done. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, Jerry Duffy. Great guy. Yeah. Really good friend of mine. You know, so sitting down, working at a program for that. How do you work at a program for, yeah. for that? Yeah. You know, no one knows. Mm. You know, and looking at what energy systems are used and periodization for it, you know, there was a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think if you sit down and you really think about it, you know, anything is possible. Yeah. You know, so how I looked at it from a coach's point of view, we have to do 
simulations because we just not, don't know how it's going to go on race day. Simulations in terms of doing a week kind of training program. As you can remember, we did two weeks whereby the first week we did some kind of training whereby you had a half Ironman and then a bike section of the, the Ironman. And we yeah. did that for five, six days. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we had a look at that and see how it went and see what worked and see what didn't work. And a couple of weeks later, we did more. Yeah. You know, so we did like... Nearly full. Nearly distance, full yeah. distance bikes every kind of day, you know. wrong because we, we were trying to avoid injury, if you exactly. remember. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, so trying to be as prepared as possible for what's going to happen was my num number one priority. And as you look, said as well, not getting injured mm -hmm. is a big thing. Yeah. Because if you miss a session, you know, it's okay. But if you miss a few weeks worth of sessions, yeah. Yeah. you know, it adds up. Yeah. You know, so looking at that, I think that was probably the, the two most important things, you know, injury prevention, recovery, and then of course getting prepared when it comes race day. Um, looking at the race itself, I wouldn't really call it a race because it's just another training session, yeah. how I look at it, yeah. you know. So you had 10 days worth of Ironmans, yeah. you know, there was more people training with you, you know. So how I look at races as such, you know, I don't really call it races. When you are doing your, your swimming, biking, running training during the week, you know, it's training sessions. Yeah. You know, if you do exactly the same as what you do in training, what you do in racing, you know, it'll be fine. Yeah. You know exactly what to expect. Yeah. You know, a racing or a race is just a big, big word. Yeah. And a lot of people fear that word. You know, for, for me going over to you in the DECA, it was a privilege for me actually going over. You know, coming over, I think it was day seven that we came over. Yeah. And you were in a little bit of a rut. Yeah, day seven you know, was, a, was a rough one, yeah. We, uh, we were doing the run and you were struggling on the run. And for me being there, you know, helped you a lot in terms of just reassuring yeah. and motivating yeah. and knowing why we are doing this. Because it, it always comes down to the why. Mm, yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, are you doing this just to do it? Do you do this for fame? Do you do this for whatever? Mm -hmm. If you know why, then you'll always come back to that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. we're going through a tough patch on the run. And a lot of people were saying a lot of different things about they're going to catch and this and that. You know, but if you do all the things right that you do in training, the racing will take care of, uh, of itself. Yeah, you know, as yeah. they call it, the race day or the race ten days. You know. Yeah. yeah. So Bjorn, in relation to uh, working out our our plan for the decade, obviously you hadn't. You know, there's nothing out there as in nobody had done it before. Well, apart from Jerry Duffy had done it, was the first Irishman, and it, it's not something that's done annually a decade either. It's you know, it's 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 almost a niche within a niche. Um, so you know, if you want to talk us through um, how you kind of came up with the ideas of putting our plan in place. So, in terms of talking to Jerry, you know, he can give us a lot of information that um, we wouldn't know about. Yeah. You know, he gave us a lot of information in terms of nutrition and keeping it going and and doing all the small things really well. Mm -hmm. In terms of the program, you know, I didn't read Jerry's book. For one reason, because I wanted to test myself as a coach yeah. and see what I can actually achieve from it. Yeah. You know, and I think that was that was very important for me instead of copying pasting someone else's program. Yeah, yeah. You it's know? probably a, a good thing you didn't read it, to be honest, because you know it almost put me off. <laughs> to be honest, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's a great book. It's a great read, um, and I got a lot from it as well. You know, going into it. Yeah. 
And I think he gave you a lot of confidence going into the event. Yeah. Because we sat down with him and he, he had a lot of really good words. Yeah, yeah. You know? Me and Jerry was, was um, yeah, really good. We got, as you say, we got lots of feedback from him, lots of good information. Um, yeah, and it, it didn't change our approach and what we are doing, but it did definitely build some confidence of going over, you know, so it was... Uh, it was really great that you set that up for us as well. You know, I think uh, when I when it came down to the, the training and, and the racing itself, you know, we, we we sat down and we said, listen, what do we need to do? But you can only change what you do in training. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes down to the race, yeah. if you do all those small things right, the overall result will take care of itself. Yeah. You know, and for us going over to Dorney, you know, we were planning to finish the event. You know, there was no talks about winning or Not achieving all, anything yeah. or doing any specific times or anything like that. You know, so winning the event was a cherry on the cake. Yeah, yeah. You know, so all the small things in terms of when you finished every day, you got into the lake and you did your cold therapy. You know, where all the other athletes didn't. Yeah. They went straight to bed and mm-hmm. some of them didn't even have a shower. Yeah. You know, doing the cold therapy will help you for the day after yeah. and the day after. Yeah. Eating when you were not wanting to eat. Yeah. Knowing yeah. that you're going to be eating for later or for the next day or the day after. Yeah. You know, all these small little things help the overall picture yeah. just so Spot much on. more. You know? yeah. Everything we've done on, on that day was for the following day and of so course. on and so on. Yeah. It's not for the now. Yeah. You know, so if you feel you hi- dehydrated now, mm. you are probably too late to yeah, get absolutely. hydrated again. You know? So the, 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 the structures that we put into place and the timings of things as well. You know, really worked out for that event. Yeah. You know, so looking at if you're going to do another decker one day, mm. you know, we will change things around. Yeah, we absolutely. will not do the same program again. Yeah, because exactly. we, of course, we learn, we, we move on, it, yeah. we evolve into different things. You know, mm. different strategies, um, just pushing the barrier a little bit more. Mm. That's how I would look at something like that again. So I think the sixty and sixty will be an interesting task. Yeah, yeah. Should we talk more about that in a few <laughs> minutes? But um, yeah, I just want to ask you as well. You know, get away from from the deck, and um, I just want to ask you your kind of um, perspective on using data for training. Uh, the reason why I ask that is because I don't use it at all, really. <laughs> um, so I kind of listen to my body, and and it, it's more of it it's more of a thing with me that um, I find if I'm concentrating on data it takes me uh, you know it, it distracts me almost mm-hmm. do you know what I mean and I compare it to say somebody in the gym um, who's trying to lose weight and they're constantly weighing themselves on of it course, yeah. you know I, I kind of compare it to that so and I'm the type of person who almost gets obsessed with those kind of numbers mm-hmm. so I kind of just don't use it at all now yes. um, obviously you want to you know say for the likes of um, when I'm doing the 52 challenge and stuff, you know, I want to know how far I've gone, but I literally won't look at the watch until I know I'm there or just even over there, you yes. know. Um, so what, what would be your kind of um, perspective on using data for training and races? I think everybody is individual. You know, different people mm. use different things and they use different things as a motivator. You know, for me, you know, using data is to see progress in terms of swimming, biking and running, see how you're getting fitter and stuff like that. You know, and some athletes, I use the data for training, but not in racing. You know, some athletes, they use data all the time. Yeah. You know, and some athletes don't, mm-hmm. like yourself. You know, so, uh, again, when it comes down to using data, it's a very individual thing. But as a coach, I would like you to be the best or the fittest or the strongest come race day. You know, and through the data, I can see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see if, if you need a few days of rest. I can see if you can push it a little bit more. You know, maybe the next swim session or bike session or run session, maybe you need to take it off. 
Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. you're getting sick. Maybe we're overtraining or underresting. You know, so there's a lot of different things that I can see from the data. Yeah. But it's very individual. Yeah. You know, so I know there's a there's a few Tour de France guys. They they wouldn't use data at all. Mm -hmm. And there's a few guys that would use it all the time in training. But when it comes down to race day, you have to do what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Some people use data in terms of if they do an Ironman to see how fast they should be swimming, what power they should be doing on the bike, heart rates on the yeah. run, speed, yeah. that kind of thing to give them a specific time. But again, it's very individual. You know, so you you can what you can do with the data is you can't really predict anything. You know, so if you do all your training and racing with the data, some people say that you can get a specific time. Let's say a 12 hours in in Wales Ironman, mm -hmm. you know, but if it comes down to it's raining and it's snowing and it's very windy and it's very choppy, you know, that 12 hour can be probably a 14 hour. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've done all your preparation, but that's the best possible time you can do on the day with what you have done and what the conditions allow. Mm -hmm. You know, so data is important, but it's not the be and end all. Yeah, yeah, I think you know? the reason I ask um, is more for the beginners, really, you know, I think you know, they come into triathlon and they're so focused on what's on the watch, you know, as opposed to just, for me personally, I would, I would be advising people just to be consistent. Mm. A little bit every day or every second day, obviously listen to your body, obviously if you're struggling, you don't train, but I just think being consistent is the best advice you could give, especially to, to everybody, but especially a, a beginner who'd be coming in and might be seeing other people's uh, Instagram posts with that and stuff like mm. that. Um, so yeah, that's that's cool. Thanks for your feedback on that. Uh, just adding on to that as well, the consistency is important. You know, so if you if, if I'm just looking at some of my athletes that I have, some of them do day shifts and some of them do night shifts. Mm -hmm. You know, so when you are doing the night shift, of course you're going to be tired, but you're still swimming, biking, and running. Mm -hmm. In order for you to finish a triathlon, you need to swim, bike, and run. Yeah, Excellent. you know, so you don't need to have the biggest gadgets. A lot of people when they start with triathlon. They buy the best watch and the power meters and the yeah. best bikes and stuff like that, but they can only bring you so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, get out, totally do your training, agree. do the work, and you'll get the results. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and I, I say it because I did buy the best watch when I started, and, and I didn't need it, you know, I did, sure I didn't even know what I was looking at, to be mm -hmm. honest. And it just comes with experience, you know. You realise, you know, just get out there, get it done, like, you know. It doesn't need to be a big, long, hard session every time either, just... You know, as I said earlier, just little bits every day, and you progress a lot quicker. You know, um, yeah, that's class. So, I just want to ask you about um, what your plans are for 2019 um, as a coach and as maybe an athlete. If you're going to do any races yourself, um, so what's on the horizon for so you? So there's there's a lot happening next year, 2019. You know, of course you have your your 60 and 60 and stuff like that. And there's a few training camps planned. One in January, February, and March. Then I have uh, training camps in Yol for the 2019 Yol Ironman. First event in, first Ironman branded event in Ireland, which is in June. You know, so they're probably the, the biggest things for me. What I would like to do is I'm in talks with um, a, a arena in Cork to set up a potential high performance training Excellent. group. You know, Excellent. and that's still in progress you know it's a waiting game at the moment but hopefully fingers crossed that'll that'll work out you know That'd be so class. in terms of uh, racing for myself I've I've entered a half Ironman in Finland you know so back in the day when I was racing and at a, at a high, as a high performance athlete I was racing because the best athletes are racing at specific races but mm -hmm. now what I'm doing is I'm going places that I've never been 
and mm. using triathlon as a, a holiday yeah. destination, yeah. you know, before yeah. and after a race and just seeing different cultures yeah, and enjoying brilliant. the whole thing, you know. So yeah. that's kind of the plan for me, racing, you know, yeah, tipping definitely. away at swimming, biking and running, yeah. you know, um, and enjoying the experience. Because yeah. a lot of people, they just get a little bit too bogged up with, with stats yeah, and absolutely. races and absolutely. times and stuff like that. If you enjoy something, you'll you'll do really good at it. Yeah, that, and that yeah. was probably the best thing for me. Of you know, I I done uh, Ironman Lanzarote, but we, you know, we had a week long holiday like with with the kids and Miriam, and uh, we created great memories there. Like you know, so I'm very similar. That's what I kind of use um, the triathlon for as well, well yeah. more so than anything else. And even the Deca last year, you know yourself was there at one stage my mum even came over you know <laughs> grateful and uh, I think it was the, the last day there was a good you know 15 20 of us wasn't there it was uh, the last day was was like a a, a big party yeah yeah you yeah. know whereby every time you came past on the bike it was cheering you oh, it was unbelievable and I think I think the people that you were racing against you know felt a little bit down because you had so much support there you know and I think that that the Irish just support, invasion. The, the Irish invasion just 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 went crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was class. a very good experience, great experience. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. You know? And on that, I'd just like to mention as well. Today is the 29th of August, so last night uh, we finished the 52 and 52 uh, Iron Distance Challenge, which was you know an Iron Distance triathlon once a week for the year of 2018. So we finished that last night as well, and the turnout there again was. Unbelievable. It was great, you know. There was how many? There was probably must have been fifty or sixty people. Yeah, probably more. Yeah, yeah probably more. You know, and we had loads of popcorn, and we had candy pizza, floss, and, and we had pizzas, and we had a big banner, and you know, just looking at people that gets involved and in, yeah, and the support, and and that makes a big difference. Yeah, and this kind of thing, you know. And if if you look at your training yourself, if you have your goals. You know, having the support of the family and mm. them knowing what you are planning to do, yeah. that helps the overall picture a lot. Yeah. You yeah. know, until, instead of jumping on the bike for four hours yeah. and they don't know and they they just feel that I'm not spending time with mummy or daddy yes. or something like that. And they yeah. understand what's going on and yeah. down the line, there's a reason for what you are doing. Yeah. And yeah. for yourself as well, doing the 52 and 52, there was a reason for you doing this. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. important that, that people know why you are doing this instead yeah. of just doing it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. it's the mental health island thing, and and your your yeah. brother-in-law that yeah. kind of story, huh? Yeah, well, the, obviously, the, if anyone doesn't know the story behind that was um, my brother-in-law passed away in uh, early 2017 through suicide, and I got involved with Mental Health Ireland and um, done the Deca UK. That went well. That went so well that when I came back here, it was an, it's just an uplifting of positivity in the area. You know, the whole um, community of Ballymore got behind me. And I could see, you know, I could see just everyone was so um, positive about about the situation. And obviously we were dealing with, with the loss of Mick. And we were all grieving at the time. And it really helped me personally, you know, with my kind of mental health. And I could see it helping uh, my wife Miriam and just all our family, you know. And so I knew there and then that I had to do something else. And that, you know, came up with a 52 challenge. Mm. And it, obviously, you know... You'll always still have it, you know, the grief in the background, like, but mm. it definitely helps your mental health, and I can see it helping other people, even getting messages from people, mm -hmm. which is just amazing. I can't believe people actually take the time to message me to tell me that I'm inspiring them and helping them with their mental health and their situations and stuff. Which it's just unbelievable, and it just, you know, 
it makes me feel you know really good and want to do more again like you know and that's why next year we're going to take on a world record and hopefully do um 60 iron distance triathlons in 60 days and actually making two new world records like and we'll do it all again for mental health and uh, hopefully get a lot more support again you know mm -hmm. And obviously, you'll be there for a, a good chunk of that, I'm I will, sure. Yeah. I'm and sure. I think, uh, as you said already, you're the why. Why yeah. are you doing this? Yeah. And talking about why you are doing it. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Talking to people is hugely important. Absolutely. You know, because if, if you think of something and you think about it and you think about it, and nothing happens. You know, if you talk to people about why you are doing 52 and 52, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, people yeah. can relate. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, and a lot of people just keep things in and sometimes. I think a little bit of all of us keep things in and it just brews and brews and brews and if you don't talk about it there will be an explosion yeah yeah you know uh, just just talking to people and listen yeah you know listen to people is important as well yeah. you know so very well said man um right so like that pretty much covers uh, a lot uh, you know and i'm sure this won't be the last time you'll be on on the podcast no problem. Um, anytime any i day. definitely want to make this uh, more of a regular one uh you'll be my coach this will be our coach to coach session good good um, so just in in relation to um what you're doing next year you mentioned your camps and all so if you want to give us the dates of those camps where they are and um basically you can start with even where people can contact you like on on facebook or Instagram or wherever else, email, phone, whatever. So basically, I have three weekend camps. So two in Dublin, one in Cork in the Murdoch Arena. So the ones in Dublin um, is in the NAC, mm -hmm. in the National Sports Campus. And the one in Cork is in the Murdoch Arena. You know, so the end of January in Cork, the end of February in... Uh, the one in end of January is in Dublin. Mm -hmm. End of February is in Cork. End of March in Dublin again yeah you know so it's a weekend camp yeah so we're Saturday and a Sunday um, we will be swimming biking and running on both days we'll be doing some recovery session we'll do some strength and conditioning we'll have a look at your video analysis we'll I'll take a video of you guys swimming mm -hmm. give you a few pointers of what to look into and maybe changing a few things around down the line for you to be a more efficient runner and swimmer and stuff like that um, <clears throat> the one in the NAC is where I used to work you know, so the people I know the people around there, they're yeah. great people. You yeah. know, the facility facilities are absolutely yeah, amazing. It's unbelievable. You yeah. know, you have running tracks, you have swimming pools, yeah, there's swimming pools, running tracks. You have a cross country uh, running track as well. If the weather is pretty good we'll we'll be jumping on the cross country running track. Excellent. Um the the one in the Murdoch exactly the same thing. You have a twenty five meter swimming pool, you have a running track, you have a, a park right next door where we can do some stuff in there. You know, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, I can't wait to actually get 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 stuck in, and you're going to be there as well. Absolutely, we'll be. You know, we'll be we'll be screaming and shouting. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, we could possibly do a, a question and answer uh, session for a podcast. Perfect. Yeah, that would yeah. be really cool, actually. Yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that if you're listening. Um, so, where where can you be contacted to find out, um, you know, how to register and. So you can go onto my website. Well, I have uh, Instagram, Facebook, and my website on tricodgebeyond.com. That's my website. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want some more information on that, go on the website, look under the bookings. All the information is on there. Um, the schedule of what we're going to do. So uh, we have uh, four one-day camps as well in Yall, where the Ironman's going to be in Yall County, Cork. You know, so we'll be swimming on the race, uh, the race circuit. We'll mm -hmm. be biking the race, the, the the biking 
section of the Ironman and we'll do so, some of the run as well. So Excellent. it's a Saturday one day, Sunday one day, Saturday one day, and then the Sunday as well. Where the Saturday one is going to be geared more towards beginner and first time athletes, uh, Ironman athletes, whereby we'll be doing one lap of the, the bike course, which mm -hmm. is 90k. On the Sunday camps, it's going to be two laps. So you'll be doing 180k full bike, ride. full bike ride. You know, so you know exactly where to go, what to do, how to pace it, look yeah. out for potholes if there's going to be any potholes and stuff like yeah, that. You know, very, so very getting good. you prepared for race day, I'll give you a few tips There'll as well. No surprises along the way in terms of how the current works in y'all. You know, the wind directions, how to spot, how to breathe when it's windy, choppy and stuff like as well. You know, uh, so just getting you prepared to have your best. Ironman race or your first Ironman race you know that's brilliant Bjorn so obviously you know if people want to join in on the camps or contact you with any questions where's the best place to get you well first of all my email trycoachbjorn at gmail.com you know so you can you can send me email through that um, you can go on Instagram trycoachbjorn or you can go on Facebook trycoachbjorn you know so uh, you can send me messages through that and I'll reply as soon as I possibly can um, and if you have any questions regarding the camps or online coaching or, or just questions in general, you know, in terms of whatever, yeah. you know, get in contact and I'm uh, more than happy to help that. Brilliant, brilliant. So we wrap this up then. Um, I just want to say a really big thanks for dropping over and having a chat with us and uh, giving us some, some insight into your, your triathlon background and, uh, and the tips and stuff and um, hopefully we'll get to chat again probably end of January at one of your camps perfect and uh, if anyone has any questions um, they obviously have Bjorn's details there but if you have any questions you want me to ask Bjorn at the next uh, Coach to Coach podcast down in Bjorn's um, training camp send them over to me and uh, I'll be sure to ask them then yeah, thanks for having me and uh 2019 is going to be a good year, I think. It really is. You know? really so looking I, forward can't, to it now. I can't see why it shouldn't be. It's going to be exciting. Hopefully, hopefully we'll uh, hit those targets and exactly. might be world record holders by the end of August. You never huh? know. I can't see why not. Good man. Thanks for dropping <laughs> over. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon.